By now, you've almost certainly seen the emotional video clip featuring a tearful sign-off from a Ukrainian-based Twitch streamer as he's forced to evacuate from his location on one of the very first days of the Russian invasion. If not, here's a clip of that video featuring Escape from Tarkov streamer Bobby from his February 24th live stream on Twitch. I love you guys. Thank you for whatever you've done to me for every single one of you. All of you. I just wish it will not spread from here to everyone else. I love you guys. None of this is in your hands, dude. Don't don't watch yourself. stream and notice you're hopping off. I just wanted to wish you good luck and everything, brother. Best wishes, Bob. Thanks, brother. To all of you, thank you very much. Now, thanks to some incredible reporting by Micah Lowinger from On The Media, we know what has happened to Bobby, how he's been navigating the wartime conditions of Ukraine, and how his Twitch and Discord community came together to help him make his way to safety. Uh, we will do our best to briefly sum up what it, what's happened since Bobby was forced to flee his streaming bunker, his literal streaming bunker. Yeah. But you should absolutely go listen to the full podcast episode on the WNYC Studios webpage because Micah interviews Bobby along with some of his fans and moderators who have been interacting with him via WhatsApp and Discord as the war continues. Uh, there's a link to the full version down in the description below. Yeah, in addition to the reporting from Lowinger, uh, we have a detailed backstory from the streamer himself shared on a website that he'd been running as an Escape from Tarkov training academy. So let's start there. Bobby, not his real name, was originally from Poland and moved to Ukraine a decade ago to start a business. But through instability in the region, first caused by Russia's annexation of Crimea and the ongoing conflict in Donbass, his business was suffering. And things got even worse when the COVID pandemic struck and he lost his investors and then his business entirely. Now, by this point, he'd been playing Escape from Tarkov as a way to stave off depression. And he'd gotten very, very good at the game, dedicating thousands of hours to it. Couldn't be me, Hmm. but God bless him. Yes. So, yeah, during the pandemic and with little to no options financially, Bobby took the advice of a friend and decided to try streaming his gameplay live on Twitch and also started an online training academy for people who wanted to learn and perfect that very specific set of skills needed for this game. And if you listen to the podcast, they have clips of uh, him from his training academy, and uh, they're like, he was not... Look, you knew what you are getting yourself into when you wanted basically to hire a drill instructor to yell at you in the game because he would play with people that wanted to be trained and be like, what are you doing? Leaving me here to die? Like screaming about like things that they were doing wrong oh in the game. God. It's very intense, but look, if you, you want to get a war, good yeah. at a war game, you're going to get yelled at like it's a drill instructor. And who knows, maybe someday those survival skills could come in handy mm-hmm. in real life. Yes. But yeah, in order to afford a place to stream from that wouldn't annoy his family or his neighbors, and also to reduce any background noise, Bobby actually secured a bunker through a family connection. And yes, an actual bunker, an underground military storage unit at a compound 30 kilometers from his home where he used mobile internet to broadcast his streams. Between his streams and his Tarkov Academy, Bobby was able to put food on the table and a roof over his family's head. Until that night in late February when Russian forces had started invading Ukraine, forcing millions, including Bobby and his family, to evacuate. So in his reporting, Lowinger is able to make contact with viewers and moderators involved in Bobby's Twitch channel and Bobby himself, who is currently at an unnamed location still within the borders of Ukraine. The podcast details his initial escape, uh, then putting to use the practical skills that he'd acquired by playing Escape from Tarkov for a reported 18,000 hours. Uh, things like positioning, movement timings, analyzing live fire. Like he's like, 
able to calculate how far uh, the sounds of shelling were in in uh, reference to his position and how if they were getting closer or further away. It, it's pretty fascinating. He also goes into how he can anticipate enemy movements and, and so on. Here, listen. From Tarkov, I learned how to calculate the speed velocity of a gun and bullets which are shooting at me by estimating the sound of the bullet. And in real life, it's around 350 meters a second. Even though there aren't shells or missiles in Tarkov, he applied this technique to figuring out where an explosion was coming from. I was able to actually estimate the distance to explosion by seeing it and counting the time to hearing it. I was able to understand that this explosion is 1.82 seconds away from me. It's 700-ish meters. He realized that the time between explosions seemed to be getting shorter. I told to my family we are living and everyone was shouting, wait, are you going there bombing? I said the shelling is around one and a half kilometer away from us and it's coming towards us. So we will go opposite direction. I think the people in the basement, they were thinking we are mental, but we were actually right. So yeah, literally taking things that he learned from the survival game and using it for real life survival. And in addition to that, Bobby had help from the previously mentioned fans and mods who were able to track Bobby's general location and help him navigate his escape by sending him PDF maps and directions through encrypted messaging, as well as monitoring movements of Russian soldiers and convoys through the meticulous scouring of news reports and social media. So we created a map for him on Google Maps and sent it to him as a screenshot and with the instructions page that you can print from Google Maps as a PDF so that he could pull it up on his phone but turn off his data and everything else to try and make them as invisible as possible. Because I had their information, turn here left, turn here right, they were able to guide me through the countryside, which I'd never been before. So in one scenario, while camping out at a hotel on their way to the border, his Discord members alerted him to nearby movements of Russian troops, which motivated him to disconnect the battery on his car. Mm -hmm. The car's alarm was being activated by the vibrations of nearby shelling, and it could have given away their location if it alerted troops. Those troops ended up passing by their location without stopping to investigate. So what had never occurred to me? It's it's crazy. It's a crazy, crazy story. Um, yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, these people were dedicated. These were dedicated mods. When you listen to the podcast, there's one mod who was working all of his streams for him for free. Yeah. And uh, dedicating their, their time now to helping this guy escape uh, potential death for him and his family. It's... It's a crazy story. I mean, the people helping Bobby researched the best locations for him and his family to travel to before their inevitable escape from the country. So they analyzed villages near the border to see which one was the best one for him to go to to avoid uh, positions of Russian troops. Um, they settled on a small vi- village near the border and uh, they sent Bobby maps and instructions on how to get there. And upon arriving, Bobby noticed that the locals were in need of supplies, food, and other essentials in order to survive what could be a lengthy war. So. He decided to stop running, and he decided to stay in this village and use his newly found fame for good. I said, wait, wait, honey, let's use this momentum of what we have. Let's stay here and help those who are really forgotten in this whole conflict. Because if I run to Poland, I'll watch the news from Ukraine, I'll hear your mom or your grandma, who is blind, suffering, going through it on her own without us, I will feel like a coward. I will not be able to watch myself into a mirror. But for the last few days, when we were actually actively helping families to run to safety, it changed my life forever. Because the mental and moral reward for help with no interest cannot be replaced by any other action or activity in life. 
Wow. So Bobby has now started a charity called Gamers for Ukraine, where people can donate funds that will be used for sleeping bags, power banks, radios, warm clothing, hygiene products, and so on. Uh, in his reporting, Lowinger says he's received photos from Bobby of food supplies and stories of his work with refugees trying to escape, along with plans to renovate one of the local buildings, converting it into a hostel for refugees on their way to the border, which is all incredibly selfless and noble of him. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the more heartwarming stories that you can get out of a horrific event like this. Be better if none of this was happening in the first place. But, yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. But this is inspiring and uplifting in the midst of the very depressing things that are happening. Yeah. Uh, we will, of course, leave a link to the charity in the description below, alongside the link to the full episode of the podcast where you can hear all these people share their stories. Uh, as for his career in gaming, Bobby says that he absolutely misses playing Escape from Tarkov and wishes things could go back to normal so he can continue playing the game that he loves. A game that not only aided in his survival in real life, but also uh, may help countless others as a result. Yeah, and I mean, in the wake of this, uh, he has used the fame for good, but his channel has blown up. It's It's gotten very big. He has posted sporadic updates of him in hiding uh, to set, to give an update on his status, which is essentially just him sitting in a dark room. But uh, yeah, if let's uh, keep our fingers crossed that this conflict ends uh, as quickly and humanely as possible, and that he can get back to streaming Tarkov. Sorry, we have a we little live emergency here in too. In hell. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and that way uh, he could continue streaming and uh, doing what he loves to earn a living. Yeah, I just uh, the only shame is. Uh, would have been really interesting to see what he would have done with uh, just random gun parts that he acquired during his journey. Yeah. Uh, fashioning them together into some just hideous Frankenstein of a gun. Yeah. Hey, they, like a true Tarkov <laughs> champion. They do mention that, too. They're just like, <laughs> the game just kind of tosses you in, and you have to kind of figure everything out, which is the scenario that he was put in inadvertently by this conflict. Yeah. But it's, so, it's like a meme, even in like IRL gun culture. Like, look, yeah. at, this, look at this Tarkov ass build, this guy. <laughs> just yeah, yeah, all yeah. this fucking knife attachment, mm -hmm. three flashlights, two tripods. So there you go. Yeah, you can have fun with it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, have no fear though. This conflict, it might be over sooner rather than later because the man with all the answers when it comes to international dilemmas, he has spoken. Elon Musk has now challenged Vladimir Putin to a fist fight. And for a guy who, along with other automakers, gets a portion of the materials needed to build lithium-ion batteries directly from Russia, he's been pretty upfront about his support for Ukraine, taunting Putin and Russians multiple times, as well as providing Ukraine with Starlink internet and an express shipment of terminals. And when Russia halted the supply of rocket engines to the United States, suggesting that astronauts use, quote, broomsticks to get to space, the launch director for SpaceX said during a Falcon 9 launch a few days later, time to let the American broomstick fly and hear the sounds of freedom. So, um, okay. Yeah, whatever. Uh, anyway, of course, shortly after that came Elon asking Putin to 1v1 him by tweeting in Russian, I hereby challenge Vladimir Putin to single combat. Stakes are Ukraine. Uh, not sure if that's if, a, if Elon wins, he gets control of Ukraine. I sure, okay. <laughs> I think the using Ukraine as a pawn between uh, third parties is kind of how we got here in the first place. Yeah. But sure, whatever. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that's really a gamble that uh, any one of us would be willing to take. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
he's got the height and the reach over Putin. But Vladimir Putin does have a black belt. Oh, shit. No, they took away, they his, took black away his black belt. Well, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who's to say? Anyway. It'd be, it'd be a tough matchup. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is this is just standard Elon Musk shit posting. Probably. I don't know. It did elicit a response from a Russian official. God, this is so stupid. Yes. Uh, but not Putin himself, who clearly has more pressing matters on his mind. But uh, Dmitry Rogozin, head of Russian space agency Roscosmos, which is the same company who told America to fly to space on a broomstick, uh, tweeted back at Musk and said the following. You, little devil, are still young. Compete with me, weakling. It would only be a waste of time. The world is so fucking stupid right now. I cannot, I say it all the time. I cannot handle how dumb things are. This Roscosmos guy was also like arguing with actual ISS astronauts on Twitter recently. Yeah. Uh, Just fucking flaming each other on Twitter. Like this is all so stupid. Mm -hmm. God damn it. But while this may seem like uh, we're praising Elon Musk, I hope not. We should also point out that he has been shitposting from both sides of his mouth posting a Wojak meme just a few hours before the Putin fight challenge thing, uh, which apparently just mocks anyone who uses social media to express uh, support or uh, non-support for any cause by yeah. changing their profile picture to anything. Yes. Or putting a little flag emoji by their name. Mm-hmm. And while uh, armchair slacktivism is sometimes ripe for mockery, it is odd to see him mock support for Ukraine while directly supporting Ukraine and attempting to meme his way into a wrestling match with Putin. Uh, it's almost as if he's just a troll who wants to rile people up, no matter who they support or what they believe in. It's almost like this is who he always, he's always been, just a, a 50-year-old teenage boy mm-hmm. whose daddy owned a diamond mine. <laughs> he pulled himself up from his bootstraps. Pulled himself up from <laughs> his bootstraps. Yeah. Yep, you can't take that away from him. He started from the bottom, and now he's here. Now look at him. Now look at He's him. king of the world, and he owns Ukraine because he beat up Vladimir Putin in a boxing match. He's the man who's got it all. Yeah. Except... Uh, and he just wants a little just bit Just wants a little bit of love from random people on the internet. Um, and yeah, there's a whole side story with Musk right now involving uh, his ex-girlfriend Grimes and her current relationship. If I was him, I would, be, I would be very worried about my, my secrets, my leaks. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And he's also... Uh, uh, Grimes... Uh, apparently mistakenly in an interview announced that uh, she had a second child uh, with Elon Musk. Yeah, a second child. The baby's name is uh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, no, the, the funniest take I saw on it was, uh, it was a Twitter link about it. It was like, oh, yeah. Musk, Musk announces, <laughs> uh, uh, Bitly, Grimes, uh... <laughs> it was a, like a, a shortened link and someone yeah. goes, is that the name? <laughs> and uh, you'd believe it. Yeah. You'd believe it. But Musk isn't the only space freak making the news this week. If you thought the absurdity of the world right now just wasn't enough, and you'd like a little something to make you question reality that isn't as depressing as armed conflict in Europe, then boy, do we have a headline for you. (laughs) Blue Origin will fly Saturday Night Live's Pete Davidson to space on March 23rd. Yes, I don't remember asking for (laughs) Pete Davidson news just in my face every fucking day for the last two years. Whose decision was this? I don't Why know, is but, this the person I need to know about all the time? Yeah, it's, it is weird. So Pete, yes, Pete Davidson, who is arguably more famous for his celebrity dating history than his comedy would have ever made him. Uh, have you seen The King of Staten Island? Uh, well, I, even <laughs> that is recent. Like, he started out as just like an MTV co-host. Yeah, just a guy. Just a guy with a 
Big fucking dick. And I, like I've said before, look, I'm sure he's funny to some people. I can't remember an SNL sketch with him in it. Yeah, no, I, I have nothing against him personally. At I, all. I just find it very strange that he is like a person that I'm supposed to know about and care about and hear about all the fucking time. Yes, the most famous people in the world are Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, and Pete Davidson. Yeah. But anyway, Mr. She, fire away. Yes, Pete Davidson, uh, who, like we said, is a celebrity for reasons we can't begin to understand, and who is also currently in an increasingly tense battle with Kanye West over his romantic relationship with Kim Kardashian, that Pete Davidson is going to space. We did it, everyone. Here's TechCrunch with more. Blue Origin has announced its next roster for a flight of New Shepard to suborbital space, and it includes Saturday Night Live's Pete Davidson, as well as angel investor Marty Allen, nonprofit founder Sharon Hagel, her husband and Tricor CEO Mark Hagel, entrepreneur Jim Kitchen, and commercial space technologies founder Dr. George Neald. This will mark a notable milestone of being the ugliest group of people in space at a single time. There, I said it. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's a bunch of... Uh... Old rich people and Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Mm -hmm. Such a nice boy. He is a nice boy. He's Uh, got a big dick. (laughs) Hey, Pete, why don't you show us your rocket while we're up here? So the article also adds some details about this launch. They say, quote, the Blue Origin launch will take place on March 23rd with a tentative takeoff time of 8.30 a.m. Central, 9.30 a.m. Eastern from the company's launch site in West Texas. Now, better double check that safety check. Uh, now look, uh, these these launches are going to continue to happen, apparently with a celebrity added to the mix every time in order to keep the public interested in what is essentially an obscenely expensive way to experience zero gravity. See, this was NASA's big mistake, was uh, the public sentiment like fell off. No one cared anymore after they went to the moon. And so they had to send a teacher up. That didn't go so well. Um, Finally, normies in space. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, so far, this has been a success, but it should go without saying that. And again, we hope that nothing bad happens, obviously. But if something were to go wrong with this specific launch, it would be the beginning of a never ending conspiracy theory where Kanye West had direct involvement in the sabotage of a rocket ship. Yeah, he's got his like fucking pantyhose mask on creeping around. The yeah, in Texas, site. just. Snipping the wires. Yeah. I mean, it is so far from the realm of reality that that would actually happen, but it would still be something that lives in the minds of everyone. There is no person, whether you're susceptible to conspiracy theories or not, that wouldn't at least question the involvement of Kanye West in a catastrophic failure of this launch. Or he stows away on the rocket, kills Pete Davidson in space. It's a space crime. Space crime. Can't prosecute. It's like that zone uh, in like uh, Wyoming or Montana where murder is legal. Yeah. Because there's nowhere that will. Oh, where's the space cops? What oh, are they going to do? Oh, you're going you're gonna to send me to space court? Oh, oh, there isn't a space court? You're going to send me to space jail? Oh, there isn't a space jail? Mm-hmm. Well, see you later. My work here is done. Yeah. So be careful, Pete. And to be clear, again... We have to be very clear on this. Obviously, we don't think that Kanye West would do or could do something like that. But you'd always have that question in your head. Did Kanye West sabotage a billion-dollar rocket ship in order to kill Pete Davidson for sleeping with his wife? We hope this whole thing actually goes smoothly and that the only thing there is to talk about afterwards is how weird it is that Pete Davidson, of all people, went to space. But the timing of it is just so strange. You have to wonder, don't you? Yeah. But we're playing into it right now. 
This That's is the what thing. They want. Is, uh, yeah, Kanye West is getting what he wants right now. It's a brilliant move by um, Mr. Bezos. Like, if he wasn't pissed about the text that Pete Davidson sent the other morning, he's definitely pissed upon hearing that Pete Davidson is going to beat him to space because you know Kanye West, as a billionaire, has space aspirations. Oh, of course. And Pete Davidson, who is very far from being a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll go to space. Just locked into it. Okay, I never really thought about it much before, but Bezos yeah, I'll go probably to space. doesn't even know who he is outside of the fact that he's dating Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, Bezos is like, look, I know what it's like being on the wrong side of a side of a scorned lover. So I empathize with you, Mr. Davidson. They leaked my texts, goddammit. They did. Yeah. So maybe that's what it is. But he got the last laugh. <laughs> Looking like a supervillain out on that yacht. Yeah. Grabbing his girlfriend's ass, rubbing lotion all over her. <laughs> We're dressing like a fucking Cuban. Yeah. He loves it. Wearing the Dan Flash's shirts. He he has, like, you know, you can say stereotypes exist for a reason, but he has big divorce dad energy. Yeah. And he is flaunting it without shame. Yeah. Because who's going to shame him? Exactly. Anyway, let's bring things back down to earth for a second, because, uh-oh, what are you doing, step shipster? Are you stuck? Ugh. <laughs> Folks, the sister ship of the Ever Given, the step shipster, <laughs> is now stuck in the Chesapeake Bay. <sighs> if for some reason you can't remember one of the biggest <laughs> stories from the past year, and one of the most delightful stories, too. Yeah. <laughs> one of the reasons uh, an already damaged supply chain was made even worse in the most hilarious way possible. We're talking about the big old ship that went sideways and got stuck in the Suez Canal, <laughs> just blocking the whole fucking thing for yeah. like two and a half weeks. Yeah. It brought international trade to a screeching halt for more than a week as uh, attempts were made to free it from its position. Ships were going all the way around the Horn of Africa for the first time in hundreds of years. Yeah. It was a throwback. Yeah. Anyway, now the Ever Given sister ship, the Ever Forward, <laughs> which is owned by the same company, has gotten itself stuck as well. Here's Popular Mechanics with more on that. <laughs> a colossal cargo ship named Ever Forward is not living up to its name. The container ship, which ran aground in the Chesapeake Bay late Sunday evening, is reportedly owned and operated by the Taiwan-based Evergreen Marine Corps. If that name sounds familiar to you, it should. The shipping company is responsible for one of 2021's defining moments. There's no telling how long its not-so-aptly-named sister ship will remain trapped in the Chesapeake. The 1,095-foot Ever Forward left the port of Baltimore Sunday evening for Norfolk, Virginia, and became lodged in the bay just outside one of the shipping lanes. There's no official word yet on exactly why or how the vessel, which was constructed in 2020, became stuck, but some have suggested the ship might have missed a critical turn. Unlike the Ever Given, the Ever Forward doesn't seem to be impacting the flow of traffic in the bay, though passing ships have reduced their speed out of an abundance of caution. It was smart making the Chesapeake Bay so wide that no one ship could block all of it. That was really good planning. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like it. Um, but uh, yes, I will be photoshopping a photo of a ship stuck in a laundry machine with a very curious stepsister. Step shipster. <laughs> Asking why. Why? I wonder how many how many of these ships getting stuck in the Chesapeake Bay it would take to actually block the whole thing. Yeah. There's like a hundred ever givens all just They just start piling up. All yeah. And this uh, we didn't really report on it, but uh there was also a big old ship that got stuck out in the middle of the Atlantic and just burned. With a bunch of luxury cars on it. Yeah, and it, it, apparently maritime uh, law stated that uh, it was 
Uh, it's not actually called Finder's Keeper's Law, but yeah. that's what they referenced. And like, if you could make it out to it, you could take whatever you want because they abandoned the ship. But then it just sank because it was on yeah. fire in the middle of the ocean. From a bunch of uh, lithium batteries. <laughs> could have used those. It was EV batteries in yeah. electric cars, which uh, Volkswagen, I think it was their EVs. Oh, no. So Hopefully and now, just a fluke. And now that's uh, the damage is even worse because of uh, the nickel production in Russia being unattainable, uh, at least I think officially, but if not morally unattainable by companies like Tesla and all of the other manufacturers that are switching over to EV. Big oopsie. Yeah. Anyway, in more inadvertent bad news, it's all also very funny. Uh, Tom Brady has decided to come out of retirement just a, a few short weeks after announcing his retirement in the first place. Yeah. Uh, that's not the bad news, though. That's actually great news for his team and fans of the sport. However, this is bad news for the person who just spent half a million dollars to purchase Tom Brady's final career touchdown football at auction, literally a day before he announced his return, thus theoretically devaluing the football by nearly its entire cost in just 24 hours. Or less than 24 hours. <laughs> less than. The auction ended like Saturday night. The last announced... Tom Brady football. There won't ever be another Tom Brady football. <laughs> Let me just open up my phone and... What? <laughs> no! You imagine, imagine like going to sleep that night. You got the football there. You place it so delicately. You got the glass around it. You're like, this is the greatest night of my life. I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to press do not disturb mm -hmm. on my phone because I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight knowing that this football is only going to increase exponentially in value as time goes on. Why, this football in 20 years could be worth millions. This football, this football here, the one that's putting my kids the through college. The last football ever. Ah, Sunday morning. Time to wake up and <laughs> brew some coffee and check the newspaper. Oh, no. What? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, uh, here's CBS Sports. The ball that Tom Brady threw 55 yards to Mike Evans that turned into a touchdown in the 2022 NFC Divisional Round sold at auction for $518,628 <laughs> on Saturday. More than half... A million dollars. Uh, yeah. uh, the ball went for such a large sum because at the time it was assumed that the ball was the last touchdown the Tampa Bay Buccaneers QB had thrown in his storied NFL career. It was until Brady announced on Sunday night that he was coming out of his brief retirement and will be playing for the Bucks again next season. It almost feels like it's out of spite for the person who bought the ball. Like the timing is just so perfect. It does seem like something Tom Brady would do. He's like, damn. Oh, this guy thinks he's, uh, wouldn't it be hilarious? <laughs> wouldn't it be really funny if I came out of retirement to spite this one yeah. person? Um, so honestly, the ball itself, it isn't completely drained of its entire value. I mean, it's still a game ball that's signed by Tom Brady. Filled up with about 80% of the amount of air it's supposed to have, as as is tradition. <laughs> he hasn't done that on the Bucks, though. So That we know of. But uh, yeah, this ball is no longer worth... It's just a Tom Brady ball. It's no longer worth anywhere near a million dollars or half a million dollars because it is no longer Tom Brady's final career touchdown ball, barring some horrific injury in Brady's this first game This guy's going to go kill Tom Brady. Yeah, like it's like a Kanye-Pete Davidson situation. Yeah. If something happens, even if this guy has no involvement, the question will always remain. He's going to break into Tom Brady's house with a knife and like slice his Achilles tendon. <laughs> no, he's going to throw a banana on the field. Oh, yeah. Whoa! And then, and then people are going to accuse him of being a racist because that's mm -hmm. that's a common racist tactic used by uh, European 
sports fans throwing bananas on the field. Well, you're the one wearing the shirt, buddy. Just imagine being the guy or gal to win this $500,000 auction only to wake up to the news that Brady's coming out of retirement the very next day. Like, at the very least, you got to be a Brady fan to buy this ball. So you're, you're probably at least somewhat happy. And you also have to have a, a good amount of money to spend it on something like this. Unless, yeah. unless this was an investment made entirely on speculation. It's funnier that way. It's yes. sadder. It is sadder. But it's, yeah, it's probably just some fucking billionaire jackass. He's just like, oh, sure, whatever. Yeah. Look at that. Man. This is his last ball. Oh, it's not anymore? Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. The NFT of it sold for send $5 it, million. Send it to the garage sale. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it sucks. But it's also very, very funny. I mean, maybe there's some inherent value in the ball being cursed now. Or the fact that it's actually famous for having its value overinflated by its involvement in a month's-long retirement. Uh, it's almost it's like an inflate gate. Yes. The, the price inflation. Yes, this will take ball. over the blue link on Wikipedia of inflate gate. Yeah. It's the inflation of the football now in terms of in monetary terms. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, who knows? Still sucks for the auction winner. It is funny, but it still sucks for them. What are you going to do, though? What are you going to do? What can you do? I would find a way out. Send a, put, that, put that football in the Blue Origin rocket. Then it's the first football in space. That's true. Hey, new value, and then probably. The, and then the capsule blows up and the ball's destroyed. Yeah. And it's Kanye West's fault. Yeah. Here we are in this reality, and you're stuck in it with us. So enjoy it. We'll keep doing the news. You keep watching. Hey, Subscribe to the channel. In, uh, oh, yeah, if you live in Austin. If you live in Austin or Texas, I know it's a big state, but we're performing. doing. Uh, we're going to be on stage talking into microphones on yeah. April 1st. But no April Fool's. It's, it's actually happening. It's so actually happening. There's going to be a link in the description, and uh, I'll put one as a top comment. Yeah. Uh, it's where you can buy tickets. Come see us April 1st, Austin, Texas, at some theater downtown. Uh, we're, we're opening up for Rooster Teeth. So yeah. if you like us and them, I, it's a double win. I'm going to show up 10 pounds heavier than I am right now after eating uh, the largest barbecue, multiple barbecue meals in my life. Yeah. I'm going to be sweating barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to have some fun. It's going to be great. So we'll see you there. Get your tickets now. And in the meantime, watch the two videos we have over here. A brand new video, uh, brand new Weekly Weird News and a new news dump. Check both of those out. We'll be back for some tech news shortly. Bye. Bye.